health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem. Better health starts here. And good morning to you. I'm Kathy Kayla. This is Dischem Medical Monday. It is the 5th of February. My gosh, it just seems like such a nice balanced date, right? Yeah, contrary to reality. And uh, your team this morning, we have Craig Guthrie, and Craig is going to be doing all the engineering. We've got Harry Slick Seleke, who is uh, producing for us, and our regular pharmacy expert, David Kahn, who's the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield. Have you missed me? We haven't done a show Good together morning, for, for a while. It's been a long time, yeah. No, I've missed you a lot. You just get younger and younger. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you can just say thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I felt younger. (laughs) I might look younger. Uh, Okay, well, you know, I think I need to come and walk up and down those aisles, maybe. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. All right, today we're talking about medications. What happens with David is that when David comes into studio, we take a a disease, a, a condition, and... We look at all the different medications available to treat it from herbal, homeopathic to, you know, schedule six or the top schedules. What's it? Seven. Six. Six. So, oh, all right. So um, today we're talking about HIV because I think that HIV, there's so much research that has gone into it that we have to constantly revisit to see where medications are going, where treatments are going, and uh, that's what we're going to do now. So, David, take us back. What were the first HIV treatments? Aside from the wild, what was it, the wild potato? We we aren't going to be talking natural and herbal treatments um, today because garlic and olive oil have been clinically proven not to have any positive impact on HIV. Yeah. Um, we can go back to the 1980s when Professor Ruben Schur came and addressed us as students about HIV when it was like early days and he opened his address saying that the first treatment they tried to apply to HIV patients was a diet of pizzas and pancakes because that's all that would fit under the door. Oh wow, oh Um, wow. However, things have changed and we are moving in a very positive direction with regards to the World Health Organization's plans to eradicate HIV and to get it reduced from an epidemic um, labeling to merely another disease that can be acquired but it'll be very, it will become off the radar screen as such. What is, what's so the benefit of doing that? There, um, must, there must be benefits well to doing just that. It's, it's normalized within our society because of the medications <coughs> that are available. We are, we are controlling the disease. We are reducing the, the viral load on patients who are HIV positive We are enabling people to live normal sexual lives with or without HIV 
in this society. Oh, I'm going to be so unpopular for saying this, but should we be normalizing something that is behavior-based? That, that is a topic for another, another day. <laughs> we have um, cultural sexuality issues. Um, when I, in 2012, I was locoming, I wasn't working as a permanent employee at Discam, and I happened to do some locums at another pharmacy which was very close to one of our universities. And I was absolutely shocked at the amount of so-called morning after contraception being sold. I'm talking over 800 units a month in one dispensary. Mm. And yes, there was a lot of unprotected and very promiscuous behavior. And that, so when that, we normalize, when we normalize these things, then it doesn't get people to change their behaviour, and it becomes something else. Okay, Possibly but that's so. my opinion. Yes. You don't have yeah. to I, express one. I have had the same opinion. Um, however, at least with that promiscuity, those people can be kept safe, and our greater society can be protected from epidemic proportions once again because of what is available okay so, so there, there, what was available in the in the, in the 1980s when it first came out your when did we have our first antiretrovirals was it the, in 1990s? the late, i don't really remember the chronology of it it was coming into the 1990s yes they started okay and it was it was sing, single component treatments a lot of drugs have come and gone and um, we've developed a very effective, powerful armamentarium of drugs that are available in combination. So we have combinations of two or three drugs in one tablet that can control patients' viral loads, irrespective of where they are on their, with, with, with regards to their, their health. Um, so with, with the development of all medications, the focus is to increase effectiveness, reduce potential for side effects, and reduce potential for interactions. Okay. Uh, HIV therapy is very specialized. It can be used um, in pregnancy, which is, once again, protecting and preventing transmission from mother to child. Um, I don't, I don't think it's critical that we go into the different classes of drugs and what is used as such, naming them. Um, it gets very complex. Okay. And um, uh, the, 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 the names chosen for these drugs are something else as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> If you've got any questions, by the way, or any comments about um, HIV treatments, HIV medications, if you've got any questions, then please get in touch. 34519 is the text line. Those SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Alternatively, you can send a telegram on number 061-895-1019. I'm Cathy Kalem. My guest this morning is David Kahn. He is the Diskem Pharmacy Manager at Diskem Linksfield.
Okay, that's in the neighborhood center. Okay, David, let's yes. talk medications, please. Okay, so okay. how many pills um, was it and how many pills is it now? It was, it was three or four pills. Okay. But these days, in most instances, it is one pill. How have they managed okay. to do that? By combining two or three drugs into a combination pill, just like you can for blood pressure. Some, peop- some blood pressure medications combine yes. three drugs into one pill. Okay. So it's a convenience factor. And the, the designers of the drugs and the science behind them yes. has enabled us to formulate, for, to create formulations that have a lot of safety built into them. So people are living normal lives. Um, our population is currently around about 7.8 million South Africans living with HIV. And that is down from 14% of the population in 2017 to 12.7% in 2022. Do we believe these figures? And I'll tell you why I ask this. is because in the 90s, there was an organization, incredible organization called Love Life. Yes. And what they did was they educated young people. Mm. There's nobody doing that today. There so are young people are just saying, well, you know what, I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. U- USAID is there. Mm. They have clinics. They have outreach. So there are programs. So maybe it's just not so visible. Yeah. I think it's normalized within our society. There's that word again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our son has just started off at WITS, and part of the exposure on their first day was what's available and dishing out condoms. Um, Orientation. Okay. Yeah. So it, it is still out there. We just aren't exposed to it. I'm getting too old. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not, I'm not in the demographic, right? The demographic being, you know, in the 20s or in the, the 70s to 80s. Yes. Because those are the two groups with the highest STD rates, which I think is... The 70s Something and 80s. Something to look forward okay. to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's get back to a more serious topic on uh, HIV, David. Yeah. Um, yes. So you're wanting some drug names. Yep. So let's talk um, about the, the drugs that are available now. Okay. Um, and what they... Um, what their side effects are. Yeah. I think that that's Well, we, we have drugs names like Acryptiga, Luvigen, Trenver, Hetripco, Tribus, Odimune, and their, their side effects, most side effects can be sleep-wake effects, drowsiness, um, gastric side effects. They're, but with the amount of people taking them, the incidence of side effects, side effects is very small. Okay. Some of these drugs are very interactive and the patients have to be careful, particularly of certain antidepressants, certain antifungal treatments, um, certain cardiac drugs. They can all be affected by these treatments. Okay. So those are considerations that need to be taken by the prescribers of these treatments okay so <coughs> your side effects would be something like nausea did you say yeah you said gastric. gastric so it could be no- nausea yes. diarrhea perhaps yes yes 
All right, we're going to go to an ad break. If you would like to get in touch, you've got any questions, 34519 is the text line, or 061-895-1019. Now, before we do that, I want to tell you that Diskem Wellness Clinic for Adults offers convenient and professional care to help you manage health risks. Whether you're having your regular wellness checks, such as blood pressure or cholesterol, Diskem Wellness Clinics offers you a broad range of health screening services, including female health screening with pap smears, family planning and pregnancy screening. Fast, affordable and with care. Find your nearest Diskem Wellness Clinic inside Diskem Pharmacies. Better health starts here. This is Medical Monday brought to you with the compliments of Diskem. Better health starts here. You're on 101.9 High FM. This is Diskem Medical Monday. I'm Kathy Kayla, and we're talking about HIV medications. Um, my guest this morning is the pharmacy manager at Diskem Linksfield. His name is David Kahn. And if you've got any questions about medications, uh, about perhaps you are worried that you may have been exposed, let's talk about that and you can find out what you can do about it so uh, or pre-exposure so let's talk about david what is pre-exposure okay what does that mean in pre-exposure is using antiretrovirals as basically as a contraceptive um so if you are living with an hiv or having sexual relations with an hiv positive person you could preempt that and make your life safe by been having these medicines prescribed to you to prevent you becoming infected. Oh, wow. So um, that can be for it can be taken for a few months if you're going into a relationship. It needs to be taken for a month before you are deemed safe to start becoming sexually active. What are the alternatives so, if somebody doesn't want to take um, antiretroviral? Um, well, the, the only alternative is abstinence or using condoms. So, and it is still recommended. I mean, just like anything, a contraception contraceptive is only ninety nine point something percent safe. Yeah. So is this. Okay. Um, however, it does offer a lot of protection to people that are wanting to have that lifestyle. So what are the effects on a healthy person? Someone who's healthy yeah. who's taking antiretrovirals as a prophylactic. Yeah. I mean, what are the effects on the body? I mean, there has to be, otherwise they wouldn't work. Generally, it's safe. Yeah. I mean, long-term, we only know the long-term outcomes after a long period of time, but there's a lot of safety in these drugs these days. So people are able to lead healthy, normal lifestyles within their own decided parameters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, so that's pre-exposure. Yeah. Yes. So pre-exposure, how, what would you do? You would go to your doctor? You would go to, I mean... Around about 2019, there was a program called PIMART, and a lot of pharmacists and clinic sisters were trained, and then... This was going to enable them to initiate pre or post exposure treatment for HIV. And the South African Health Professions Council defended this and it was put on the back burner for a few years. And eventually, last year, 
the case was won. So people have very easy access now. They okay. can pop into the pharmacy and if the pharmacist or the clinic sister, in my case, I'm not trained. Um, I hadn't become a manager at that time and it wasn't available to me. However, our clinic sister is trained. Right, so, so it's very quick access. So somebody could just go to the clinic sister within. Yes, consult and. Yeah, and say, look, uh, this I'm in this relationship and. Yes. You know, okay. Yeah. I mean, do, yeah. do people still go for HIV tests in relationships? Yes, they do. I would yeah. hope so, right. They're available off the shelf. Um, that's I don't like the idea of that. I think anybody that has... Listen, they're hard conversations to have in relationships. It's yes. right up there with financial yes. responsibility. Correct. And anybody having a positive test needs to be counseled. Yeah. So to perform that test without a witness to support and advise you is a very psychologically difficult issue. Yeah. But they're available, okay. and people buy them. Good. Look, there's a lot of different ways that somebody could, could get exposed. It's not yes. only sexually. Yes. I had a needle prick just over a year ago, and I was put onto a month's course yeah. and then had to have tests. Did it make you feel ill? Yeah. No. Okay. I, was, I was expecting it. Yes. I thought, oh, now I'm in for a rough month. I didn't feel like I was swallowing anything. And it was just one pill? One pill, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So very expensive. It's about 350 rand. For a month? Yeah. And is it subsidized by the government? It is, okay. yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't. Yeah. Um, you either buy retail or you go to the state clinics. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, in, in every case, well, except for pre-exposure, it is a prescribed minimum benefit for medical aids. Okay. So it's, it's covered. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about post-exposure. What do you mean by post-exposure? Um, like what happened to me, um, a okay, needle prick. So it would be um, the same, same medication? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's not complicated. So the, the so menu is So before, during, and after, it's yeah. all... Yes. Okay, so give us some of those names again okay. of what the medications are. Um, Trenver, Doltucrever, Tenofovir, the most the common combination products are Acryptiga and um, Tribus, which the other name is Trenver or Odimune that is used for pre or post exposure. Do any of these yeah. medications, are these medications so, um, solely for one use? They're not used for anything else, like treating blood pressure or treating... Absolutely. No, they're only for HIV. It's only for HIV? Yes. Okay. Um, although, I mean, some, some of them were experimented with for COVID. Uh, and then some I of them... I just remember Donald Trump saying something that ended in a ver. Yes. What was that, yeah. what was that medication? Do you remember? Uh, um, Do you I remember can't Harry? off the cuff. No. It wasn't no. ivermectin, yeah. it was something else. No. And there, there are some antivirals that are still used for COVID um, without huge success. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got yeah. any questions, either about yeah. HIV or about any other medication, this is the guy to ask. His name is David Kahn. He is uh, the 
pharmacy manager at Discam in Linksfield at the at the neighbourhood centre. So we do actually have a question for you, David, and this comes from Carol. It's not to do with HIV, but it is. Are we taking questions other than HIV ones? Okay, thank you. He says, uh, "Morning, Kathy and David. I know it's not to do with HIV/AIDS, but." I would like David to tell me what is a good replacement for thrombophob gel. Thrombophob gel. I wish I could invent that. I could hear, (laughs) as I hear that one cannot get the product anymore. Yes. Very sadly, thrombophob hasn't been available for almost two years now. I love that name. Um, yeah, it's used for bruising or very sore veins, circulatory problems, varicose veins. Thrombosis. Yeah. Um, Carol, it depends. If, if it's swelling and inflammation around those areas, one um, gel that works pretty well and is worth trying is Reparil gel. Oh. Yeah, which, which mobilizes swelling and is anti-inflammatory. Reparil gel. Yes. Like when you have a sports injury. Yes. You can use that on varicose veins and. Yes. Interesting. Mm. So if somebody has veins on their face, could they use it on that? They could. <laughs> not not like on the I'm eyes. Not mad. near the eyes. No, not near the eyes. <laughs> yeah, veins on the face could be related to uh, an infection in the skin. Oh. So that that would need. Right, something that contains ivermectin, um, (laughs) (laughs) which is available. Uh, Why does this feel (laughs) pear-shaped? This morning it just feels Mm. pear-shaped. The reason that I ask is this. It actually came up on one of my timelines, one of my social media timelines, that women have been using off-label. Off-label. They have been using a hemorrhoid cream. Okay. To reduce veins. Do you know about yeah. this? Um, well, I can understand where they're coming from. Yes. It, w- it was some. It yeah. was some doctor on. Okay. You know, on, on my timeline. I don't know which hemorrhoid cream they're referring to because. So apparently, what he said was that it can reduce. Yeah. It reduces the, um, like the veins. Yes. By reducing yeah. the size, it yeah. compresses them. Which I think would probably yeah. be terrible if you're okay. using it in large amounts for if you've got your, blood your, pressure. Your prescription hemorrhoid creams contain cortisone and anesthetic. So long-term cortisone is not good. However, it would bring down the inflammation in those vessels and try and assist with that healing process. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if you've got a... Okay, which we're changing into hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> just mm-hmm. All right, let's just get back. Yeah. I think we need to get back to our yeah. topic. Yeah, so I hope that's... That All right, Carol, so Carol, please try, try the Reparil gel. Okay, so Carol would like you to please spell Reparil gel. R-E-P-A-R-I-L. And it's green. As you say it. Green, green and white, white tube. It's yeah. available in the dispensary over the counter without prescription. Yeah. Um, Marion also weighing in. Morning, Marion. Thank you so much. She says, Marion, um, she says, hi, Kathy. Can we still get the asthma podcast? Yes, for sure you can. Please tell David that myceline is still difficult to get. Thanks. What is myceline? Myceline is used for a condition called myasthenia gravis, which is a muscle control 
condition. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not a very common condition. However, there has been issues with availability of mycelin. Is there an alternative? No. That's no. horrible. Yeah. All right. <laughs> with a reprogel spelling mycelin, let's get back to HIV because that's what we're, what we're talking about. Is We're talking about the medications. Yes. So what else do we need to know about this medication? I think that pretty much covers our topic. We have a decreasing epidemic. Yeah. We have it well under control. Thank God. The momentum needs to be maintained. Yeah. It's the whose target, the World Health Organization's target is to have it off the radar screen by the year 2030. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Um, and they seem to be achieving those targets. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I, I think that the, the corona epidemic, pandemic, changed people's attitudes to HIV and a lot more people are speaking more openly about their condition these days. It used to be That's very much taboo. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder why it changed. I wonder why COVID changed it. I think because some people expected people that were compromised by having HIV to be decimated in the population. Exactly, and it the didn't opposite happen. happened. Yes. So it just changed the whole conversation about it. This is Medical Monday brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Better health starts here. You're on 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Kathy Kaler and my guest this morning is David Kahn. He is the pharmacy manager at Discam Linksfield. While we own the subject of viruses and you did talk about COVID um, and how COVID has changed the perceptions of um, HIV, ironically. Yes. And uh, it's a good thing. How is COVID being treated these days? I mean, we went through the whole ivermectin. Yeah. Yes. We went through... Yeah. Yeah. We aren't seeing a huge amount of COVID cases at the moment. And the, the treatment is mostly symptomatic support. Um, the occasional oral antibiotic for secondary infection that develops, cortisone, depending on the stage of the disease, it's not being as lethal as it was. Yeah. So it's it has simplified. Okay. What we aren't seeing in this population is vaccination. And, I mean, the rest of the world, people are having their sixth and seventh vaccinations already, still, and yet you wouldn't find a vaccination site in South Africa right now. And David, there are some very, very influential people who, some I know personally and some that I don't, who are saying terrible things about the vaccination. Yes. And how it changes your blood. Have you you heard of that? Have you seen seen pictures of people's blood? Yes. What is that? I've seen, time is going to tell. So we don't really know? There's a whole conspirational fight in the public space about COVID and the vaccines. And the number of people that are having sudden death, um, sudden clotting events, 
definitely seems to have increased for those who have had particularly Pfizer shots. I think... Bruce Fordyce is one of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. And he's quite vocal, actually posted on my timeline. Yeah. I, I think the the best monitoring has to be the Israeli population because they were the first to be vaccinated with Pfizer. Yeah. And we need to see what's happening there. Are they releasing any information? I mean, I right now, think, I, yeah. I mean, I, my daughter lives there and yes. I said to her, you know, we're being told that in May this year, we're expecting another um, COVID pandemic yes. to hit South Africa okay. and it's it's a serious one. It's not it one that's just It won't be the first like time we've heard that and it hasn't happened. So so they say that the strain is, is much more serious yeah. than others. Whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. I kind of take notice. Mm. Um, and I'm always grateful when it doesn't happen. Yes. But I don't think that, I think it would be re- irresponsible to just ignore it outright. Mm. And uh, I said to my daughter, you know, what's happening in Israel? Are they talking about COVID? She says they're completely ignoring it because they've got a war on. Yeah. At the moment, which I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, statistically, they would know if they've got an increased incidence of yeah. these that would be purported conditions. Terrible. Yeah. But I mean, last year there was that video circulating of the CEO of Pfizer being accosted by the media at Davos about the vaccines. Why would he be and at Davos? I mean, I'm just asking, isn't it for all the financial guys? Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been invited to Davos? No, I haven't Have you, even Harry? been invited to My Fair Lady <laughs> or The Sound of Music. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How do we? How do we? How do we swing a? You know. How do we wing it and get invited? I think you have to at least have a purple card from Discovery Health. Oh really? Bank. Yeah. Yeah. And those are by invite only. Harry, can we call Adrian Gore later? <laughs> if we can organise. Was he at Davos? I mean, I, I'm I'm just I, asking. You know, I why would the head know. of a pharmaceutical company go yeah. to Davos? Um. Pfizer is a huge multinational company. Yes. So I think it's. Oh, so like Levers and all of those. Yes. Mm. Lever Brothers, they mm. would be there. And, yes. Know. Well, then Discovery should also definitely be there, I'm sure. Woolworths. Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it went pitch. Nando's could have a catering booth. <laughs> <laughs> but Nando's multi- multinational. Yes. So mm. I, w- I wonder. Maybe Robbie Brosen has been today. Maybe I think yeah. let's let's call the Brosens oh. and just see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, we're going to wrap it up before we get ourselves into trouble. I think so. But uh, thank I'm you sorry very it very was much. Short and sweet today. <laughs> um, yeah. Short, never sweet. Yeah. Like the beer. <laughs> Have thank a wonderful, you. wonderful day. Thank you so and much. You too. Thank and you. to you, I wish you a safe week, a good week, an inspired week. I will be back on your radio same time next week, 10 a.m. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much to my wonderful producer, to Harry, to my engineer, Craig Guthrie, and, of course, to you. Thank you for your messages. God bless. Have a good one. Bye.